Okay. Here we are. Here we are. So. <laughs> so this is Brown Burndown. Brown Burndown. Brown The Brown. They've all been rough years since we started it's recording. Bad. It's a bit of a bad three years stretch. <laughs> this year's been really busy for both of us. Yeah, it's just been busy. It's not been bad. It's just been busy. Um, but now it's, yeah, we'll see. It'll probably still be busy. I was going to say. <laughs> it might get better soon. It might get better soon. It might get better. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um... I hope we didn't lose all of our listeners by disappearing for a year. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Wishful thinking. I just doubt it. I just don't think so. Okay, well, hope you're still there. Um, oh, long hiatus, yada, yada, yada. We say this every time. You heard the, you've heard you've heard it before. Um, but we're back with an emergency episode. Because every time we record now, it's really an emergency. And the emergency is that the queen died. R.I.P. Yeah. To her. As far as like, <laughs> the timing of the emergency happened, like, two weeks ago. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... But we, like, there's a lot to, like, recap, though. So I, I'm almost glad that we, like, waited to this episode as opposed to doing it. There's you know? so much drama that's happened. It's honestly, like... Yeah, it's, like, a pretty dramatic thing. Well, like, we knew it was going to be... We've talked about this in previous episodes. Like, this is, like, a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, Big deal. And, like, truly the news coverage has been nonstop for, like... Like, I know so much about this freaking queue. Way more than I needed to know. Yeah. Like, way more than I needed to know. And, like, it's definitely usurping other things in the news, including um, this devastating Hurricane. hurricane in Puerto Rico. Yeah, which feels like eerily reminiscent of maria what's this one called is it fiona fiona i think yeah um which is really really sad and like i have like a pretty strong personal connection to puerto rico and like was there following maria so that's been really sad to see that the same thing's happening the lack of coverage and also the way that puerto rico like rebuilt after maria was like maybe not that great it became like kind of a tech haven and like pushed out a lot of rest anyway there's like a lot there um that the news is not covering and also, I guess that we are not covering since this episode is about the queen. Um, the other thing well, that is not being talked about anymore is Don't Worry Darling, which is so fascinating, and I'm sad that that coverage has slowed down, too. Have you been following that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Honestly, that was, yeah. I feel like the funniest thing I read when the queen died was, like, Olivia Wilde right now, and, like, finding that the queen was, was dead and just, like, <laughs> she killed her to distract. Story was picking up steam right before the queen died, and then suddenly, news cycle like dropped it so fast. It is such a good like gossip. Like everything about it is just good, um, or like bad, but like fascinating. Fascinating. Um, Interesting social commentary for sure. Um, but yeah, we talk about the queen a 
what I was going to say. We also invent words. It's been a long time since we learned things. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, small things. Like, they have to change all the money now, which is silly and expensive. But, two, it's, like, the queen was uh, the final symbol of a really horrific empire that messed up much of the world, most of the world, dare I say, with their machinations. Is that how you say that? Machinations. Yeah. Um, Wow, I've been out of school for like two months and I yeah. feel like 50% dumber. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, like it, it is a pivotal moment in kind of the history of the world in a weird way because she was this like legacy of this like really racist, horrible institution, which like continues to be racist as we've discussed in the context of Meghan Markle. And so what does it mean going forward? Like why does this exist? And does it need to exist and is it just a tourist attraction and also um yeah that's kind of messed up too so anyways um we want to talk about the queen we also want to talk about a few big moments in like brown cultural uh zeitgeist i guess never have i ever season three which i haven't seen but rabs has seen and we'll talk about why i haven't seen it um and Indian matchmaking season two which honestly I don't have a lot to say about except that it continues to be the same nonsense and I watched the whole thing for sure <laughs> it's kind of like a, it was a big summer for it was a big summer South Asian pop culture in America at least like both totally. of those shows were on at the same time and then there were all these TikTok trends with Bollywood songs so yes we have a lot to Lies, for sure. Also, like, does anyone listen to these anymore? Unclear. Our usual, like, lie detectors have not, uh, have not called in. (laughs) And Amanda. Uh, Amanda, if you're listening, calls out. Um, okay, so, no lies we told, no thoughts from our friends, because, again, yeah statute of limitations people might have said things after we published our abortion one also i did get a lot of feedback from people that they didn't listen to that one because it felt too fresh and i get that i super get that um so listen if you want it's pretty depressing this one will be lighter probably maybe so you can listen to this one um okay well we'll start with lingering thoughts then or nick yanka watch which you want to start with let's start with nick yanka watch like people have been waiting for months (laughs) Let's give the people what they want. Okay, amazing. Hashtag Nick Yanko Watch 2K22? 2K22? 2K22! Yeah. Okay, we gotta record at least one more this year. Maybe two so we can do 2K22 more. Because that's pretty good. 2K23 is less fun. It is less fun. And it also means it's been, at that point, they've been together five years. 
Which means we've been doing our pod for five years. I know. Whoa. Time is insane. Wait, wow, we started it two years before I went to grad school? Whoa. Okay, anyways. Um, okay, so we've been doing this a long time. 2K22, Nick Yonka Watch. What are the big updates, Rabs? Well, there are a lot, but I guess <laughs> the, first, <laughs> the first is that they, they had a baby, which I think we talked about on one of our previous episodes. Yeah, a preemie. Um, That checks out a thousand percent. Yeah. Is Priyanka playing golf? Never thought I'd have to see it, but you can see it now. Is Priyanka a coconut now? What's that? Is Priyanka a coconut now? I don't know. I think maybe a little bit. I I feel like maybe you start becoming a coconut when you feel like you have to like whitewash your like when you're like explaining what it means to be Indian to other people mm. but then also when you like start doing like culturally not culturally white things I guess that are like very 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 outside of the realm of that diagram intersection of what's in your culture and I feel like for her golf is a stretch <laughs> like, like I don't know if golf was ever part of her circle especially golfing in like a new jersey country club um yeah i don't know she's part of the like coconut definition though by the first definition where like she definitely whitewashes indian experience to to, like explain what holy is on jimmy fallon for instance or explain what like karva chose is on instagram which also is like yikes Yikes. or explain like you know the like puja that she did when her baby was born which is like all amazing stuff that she's doing and like great you should do it more power to you but then when she like talks what's the way you talk about yeah i don't know it's interesting it's like yeah, I don't know. It does seem like she has... Yeah, I, I guess it's not really my place to judge. But I guess this podcast is also about judging, so maybe it is my place to judge. It's a... It... it the ski brand... Like, she definitely did not grow up skiing, you know? Like, now she's, like, a ski influence. Or, like, she's, like... They're, like, models for the ski company. I forget which one. Um, but... Maybe that is, like, I've been, I wonder, like, the American dream, right, is, like, to be able to grant your kids the access to the spaces that you didn't have by, like, not being, like, privileged enough or not being, like, wealthy enough or not being white enough. 
Um, and so, like, getting... I talked about this with one of my friends who um, we, like, both grew up skiing because of, like, specific choices that our parents made to, like, allow us access to these white spaces. Or, like, my dad would, like, go to these ski conferences for work. It's a whole thing. But anyway, so, like, I would ski, like, maybe one day every few years and so I know how to ski enough to like keep up with my white friends who like really really grew up skiing not keep up like they're way better than I am but like I can go and do like participate yeah and participate um and that is like part of this like American dream that like my parents had for me around like conscious or not being able to have access to these spaces and so What's interesting is that Priyanka has done this within her own lifetime or like within her own generation. Like it's not her kids who are like, yeah, her kids are going to be super, 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 super access to all of this. But like she's remade herself in the last like five years really yeah. into like someone who like plays golf and someone who skis and someone who like goes to Hollywood parties and like is a makeup and whatever. Like she's just like really, really assimilated, I guess is one way of looking at it or like um uh like come up in the world is another way of looking at it in just a few years so in some ways it's really impressive if that's what she wanted if she wanted to be like have this life that she deemed to be like a better life she's done it and that's like good for her um and it did seem like we talked about this in the context of Deepika Padikon I think of like how she was really trying maybe less so to be like completely American but like to break into the U.S. scene in that, like, random movie that she did and, like, was yeah. less successful. So, like, this might be just a thing that's, like, idealized in some ways. Partially, like, mostly probably because of, like, internalized colonialism. But, yeah, anyway, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think also, like, as an actor and somebody in her position, like, she's probably getting a lot of endorsement opportunities like a lot of yeah very very lucrative deals and maybe she just like wants to do them yeah money (laughs) (laughs) just like make some cash too you know and like maybe we are spending a lot of time thinking about like the products that she chooses to endorse yeah maybe she does not care yeah about her cash about the cash and like she knows her image is going to be whatever her image is and like if it, like, if assimilation is her image, like, I think she's happy with that, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Um, do you want to talk about the pens? Yeah, well, so in that, I guess in that vein, she <laughs> is now, she has an ad for Pilot. <laughs> and it's so bad. I'm you have to watch it. It's so bad. not have wanted the pen less at the end of
Like, for all the autographs she's signing? I don't know. I don't know. The ad was just, like, super yikes. <laughs> um, it just made me wonder. Like, <laughs> I think that the cash might be tight right now. Rab's literally DM'd me with the, just, like, the, the ad, and she goes, I don't get it. Are they strapped for cash or something? <laughs> it's so good. And... Like, last year that was a year ago they did the bros and that's like we haven't seen them since then so um (laughs) so yeah that's like that's the update on the two of them yeah that's more more than enough yeah i think i feel good about it about what we know about them yeah oof 20 minutes okay um so yeah they're continuing to nick yonka um let's go through these other things pretty quickly and then go into the queenie stuff um Mindy, lingering thoughts, just generally speaking. Um, glowing and thriving and smiley and genuinely happy, and I love that for her. Um, BJ, Novak, and her hosted the Emmys. Yeah, or they announced or sorry. the Emmys. They announced Keenan, the category. Thompson hosted. Oh, did you watch it? Was it good? No, don't watch it. <laughs> it was like, you should read the reviews like the segues transitions were just bad the jokes weren't very good i really like keenan thompson but i feel like it just like wasn't his chance to shine you know it's not his like best medium yeah yeah exactly but yeah they presented it um and they alluded to their i just watched it i literally just watched it like 20 seconds ago i thought they were funny i thought they have like really good banter and chemistry i thought that it was funny that they joked about their relationship being complicated because it clearly is um i just felt like she seemed really more comfortable with herself than i've seen in a really long time which is like i don't know maybe i haven't watched interviews with her in a while but like she has like an ease about herself that like i felt like mindy project era mindy was like still trying to prove herself and like felt really insecure in this she felt like yeah she like knows the room she knows everyone there she's like confident she like there was like an ease and i loved that for her i hope that we all have the confidence of a mindy kaling I swear it's a sperm donor and I get that she doesn't want to like announce that because then her like this random dude is gonna be like ooh like was I Mindy Kaling's like sperm donor and then like her kids will have to like I just like I get it I think it's like totally fair but like she planned these pregnancies so well like so it was like during the pandemic and like whatever and it was like and clearly she talks about how she like froze her eggs which gave her more time so it's clearly like a planned thing and like she, like, wasn't in a relationship per the gossip tabloid. So, like, it seems like it was a sperm donor. Anyway, I don't know. We'll see. Eventually. I think sperm donor is, like, that's the best guess. Yeah, but second guess, BJ, for sure. BJ, for sure. Especially after watching the latest season of Never Have I Ever, I'm like, BJ Ooh. is the parallel to Ben in her life, in my opinion. Ooh. Okay, we'll talk about that in a sec. Okay. Um, oh yeah, okay. That's it for 
Yeah, I think we'll, so. We'll, we'll put a pin in Mindy for now. We'll talk about her in a second when we get to the Never Have I Ever stuff. Um, another hot moment for South Asian culture this summer was when the Kala <laughs> Cheshma song was trending on TikTok. Slash, it still might be trending on TikTok. Why? Where did that come that, from? sorority thing right it's like a yeah like on like rush talk or whatever like <laughs> all these sororities were doing it that's so weird where did it come from i i genuinely have no idea i haven't looked into it how do we feel I'm about it sure. like is it like cool that I it's like know. trending or is it weird that... is it cool that like brown music is like mainstream i would or love it, like like a good beat i would hope that brown music would become well first of all as like a failure of a brown person the songs that i know like the big bollywood songs that i know are all from when we were on a dance team together like that's where my knowledge of like popular brown songs ends because like those ones i know but like i like i'm not up to date um so i would love if brown like or Bollywood songs became, like, more mainstream, well, quote-unquote mainstream, like, more integrated into, like, top charts and, like, whatever, because I want to be able to go to a club and dance to Bollywood music. Like, I just want that to be a norm. Except for it's always that one song, which is, like, overplayed, but, like, I want it to be, like, a regular thing. And I think that that's also happening with Afrobeats right now. And generally speaking, like, a lot of, like, big artists are sampling, like, quote-unquote diverse talent. Um, but I don't want it to become one of those, like, Coldplay things of, like, um, what was oh, yeah. <laughs> was that him for the weekend or something? Yeah, with Beyonce. Yeah, which was, like, the appropriative, or, like, <laughs> Selena Gomez. Selena, come and get it. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. It. Like, I want an actual integration and uplifting of, like, South Asian artists, and then, like, yeah, it's really good music. Bring it into the mainstream. There's a reason why Indian weddings are so fun. My, like, white friend, like, texted me, like, a few weeks ago. He's like, oh, my God, Indian weddings are so fun. Like, wow, like, when's yours? I want to go to one every, like, weekend. And I was like, yeah, because the music's good. Like, it's, like, that's what makes the difference. Like, you just, like. You know what actually, like, makes me think that is a really good example of, like, integrating brown music just, like, in a very natural way with the Miss Marvel show on Disney. I still haven't seen it. Like the soundtrack for it was so good. Aww. Like, next level good. And they, like, they featured artists from, like, all over the world. And a lot of the songs were old songs, too. Like, there was one song actually from a Priyanka Chopra movie. Like, really? Like, Sky is Pink or Oh, my God, yes. How do you know yeah, songs they, from that movie? They, they, I didn't know it was from that movie either until I, like, listened to it. And I realized, like, what's this from the Sky is Pink? Like, it's, like seven or eight years old and it's so good oh my god it's such a good song it's like half in english half in punjabi like it's amazing after a brief pause if 
the first half of the audio of this podcast sounded horrible. That is a thousand percent my fault. I'm so sorry. Um, but <laughs> moving on to bigger and better things, let's talk about the queen. The queen. The purpose of our emergency episode today. So she died at the <laughs> age of 90. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. We're not trying to offend anybody, I will say. But she died of it's being tragic old. Okay? for her family. She yeah. lived a long life. She How saw a lot of things. She? 96 or something? 96, yeah. She was 96 mm-hmm. years old. Wow, yeah. Her husband died last year. She was sad without him. She got She's COVID. Had- she got COVID? I missed She had COVID, that. like, earlier this year. Damn. What yeah. did she die of? Do we know? I think of being 96. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> that, was, that was the joke that John Oliver made on his show, and it was censored by the British really? press. Yeah. He was not, like, they cut that joke out of his show. In his most recent episode in England, because it's insensitive, and what he he went on, I think he was on Seth Meyers or something. He was like, I mean, it's not even a joke; it's just a fact said in like a dickish tone. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah, what? It doesn't say. Like, was it like organ failure? Or like, yeah, it must have been. It must have been her heart. I feel like ultimately every death is like your heart just stops working. You know. But her, like, when she she met Liz Truss, like, a couple days before she died. Yeah. And her hand looked really just, like, discolored. So Is that a sign of something? It could be just, like, bad perfusion to your hand. Like, if you have some, like, calcified vessels somewhere or just generally, like, getting old and body's just Mm. not circulating the blood as well as it could for a variety of reasons so i think she was just like old but it sounded like she was very comfortable and she was with her family she was in her like her favorite place on earth which was the balmoral castle up in scotland it was her like haven where she would always go when she was dealing with the stressors of her life um okay yeah, I'm so happy that she died in her favorite place. However, I want to know why she died. I guess, like, I never really thought that people just die of old age. Like, it's just, like, she, two days earlier, she was, like, hanging with Liz Truss. That's crazy. Yeah, that um, part is kind of wild. It is wild. I mean, she must have had, she like, was... a, a cardiac event or something. Mm. Can, like, pretty... But they knew in advance is my other thing. Just, like, old age is sad. And then I think yeah. you also, like, stuff happens to you and then, like, you're at the point where you're, like, 96 and is it worth working up even? Like, yeah. I don't know if it, like, would bring anybody, like, peace or, like, what comfort in knowing, like, what it was when it's, like, yeah, you were 96. Like, of course your heart's not going to work forever or your brain's not going to work forever. Yeah. And so I bet it was something with her heart. But she was with her family like her whole family went up and she died peacefully and um yeah preparations were made pretty much right away for the next in line to be made king 
Prince Charles got a Charles promo. The third. Yeah. Side note, remember when we lived in New York and I saw that play, King Charles the Third? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. It was like uh this was like twenty fifteen maybe. And it was like um this like play this like comedy about what happens when like Charles becomes the king and it's called King Charles the Third and it's like basically he just like messes everything up and they basically just like fire him and make Will king they're like you're old and a buffoon and we don't want you so like bye that's like the thesis of the spoilers it's the thesis of the play <laughs> um but anytime I hear King Charles the third I think about that play um, and honestly that might be the way it goes he is so <laughs> unpopular it's like wild how unpopular he is and for good reason, I think. I think people hate him because of the way he treated Diana, Diana who was like an angel. Um, Is in, he unpopular? Because people are still like singing God Save the King like up and down the streets. So that's like the other thing that I think that's probably the most shocking part of like all of this is like how pro-monarchy the British people are. Like They're freaking cute. The queue. Okay, oh my gosh. The queue was, how long was it? Like, three miles? My brother is in England right now, and he saw it. And it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, like, an 18-hour queue. I think it's, I mean, it's closed now, but, like, it was, like, 18-hour queue. You, like, stand And, like, David Beckham hours. was standing in it. And <laughs> just to see the the queen, what's it called? Like, lying in state? Well, she's not, it's, like, a coffin with it's a flag coffin on it. With the the jewels on the top with the crown oh. she has like three things it's like a, sep- a scepter is that what it's called scepter? Yeah, 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 yeah. a yeah, yeah. globe thing a ball <laughs> <laughs> and then her <laughs> and then her crown it's very harry potter it's the whole thing is very harry potter um yeah but people were lining up in the queue and then um they just like the like monarchists I didn't realize, I think I read a statistic that was like 80% of citizens in the United Kingdom are pro-monarchy, but 80? only 20, yeah, it was something like, I have to find it, and 20% are pro, uh, they support King Charles, implying that he was oh, just like, he's like that unpopular, but like overwhelmingly the majority of uh, citizens in the United Kingdom want the monarchy and like whether that's for uh like tourist reasons like we talked about this like the monarchy does bring in like a pretty hefty revenue every single year in just yeah. tourism but like it surely can't be for like governing purposes because like they I mean, don't I, do anything but also I doubt like the everyday person is like I love the monarchy because of the tourist revenue it brings yeah <laughs> like, exactly like... so it's I think it's more of like the like nostalgia of the the power that they had or that they continue to have uh, you know that is interesting yeah I, it's I so funny it's such a like like it's like a show it's like a play it's not real there is no power that they still hold they are not a powerful country and there's like some i mean they're not not a powerful country but it's like it's a it's a lesser power their influence in the global stage is really limited the monarchy zero but like even the british government is like pretty it's dwindling at best yeah yeah 
so it's like this like this fake yeah holding on to this past idea of glory but it's like yeah that's so interesting I totally see that and that makes a lot of sense for why they would like want that but my question is more like why are Canada and Australia still like yes please please we would love for you to be on our money and like be our like because like Canada is arguably more influential and Australia well I don't know to but, some extent to some extent have larger global influence and presence than the UK or at least on par at this point right like, at least on par and I, I think that's what it is I think it's the queen symbolized this like golden era of the British Empire where they're influence was really at its like maximum in terms of its expanse you know like it was very very much everywhere and which by the way like the queen like takes no ownership is not was never apologetic like literally like apartheid was created and then destroyed in the time that she was she was queen and like she had a pretty big part to play in that um, she didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. Like, like, like yes, or, exactly. Like, no, like no ownership what did she at do? all. Well, like, did she, she enabled she everything. She enabled the status quo, which was like perpetuating an extremely racist regime, and like she never faced any repercussions for it. Like. Even the whole Prince Andrew thing, like, what did she do? Like, she she let it happen. She just let it happen, and then like, yeah, it just it's just like very disappointing. Very disappointing. The thing that like in, to your point about like Canada, Australia, like having to be agreeable to a new monarch coming to power. Why do we in the U.S. like our flags at the hospital were still at half mass? Your flags? Like, my flags here in the dead wow. center of the United States. Like, why are we honoring the British Queen? Like, we literally went to war with them because of the, like, existence of the king and queen. I don't We're understand. we anti-monarchy. Yeah. Wait, did they do that for, like, other heads of state dying? I don't know. But, like, is she even the head of state? Well, yeah, she's not even the head of state. You know? Yeah. It's just weird. It's just weird. It feels like it's, like, culturally something that, like, people want to be respectful about, but, and it's, like, it's controversial to be disrespectful or to, like, not show remorse, I think, which is just wild because, like, the British Empire is, like, built on not showing respect for people, and it's, like, an extremely disrespectful regime, like, that is extremely classist and elitist and... Like, some of the things that the, like, monarchy, they still perpetuate. They still perpetuate class and, like, racism. And they have no ownership over it. And we're just supposed to ignore all of that? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. She's like an influencer, kind of. It's like when, like, like, when, like, a big celebrity dies or something, when it's like, oh, like, Elizabeth Taylor or something, it's like, oh, like, that was someone who we, like, all knew because she, like, graced our screens for a really long time. And it's, like, a bummer. Like, I watched her movies growing up. Like, I remember she was, like, important. Um, But I think that the broader thing is, like, this should end with her. Like, okay, I get it. If she's this, like, legacy person, she's been there since the 40s, like, she... um, 
kind of oversaw the decline of the United Kingdom and is what a lot of people are like clinging to as like this past like view of you know this like British empire but that's done things are different Charles is nothing compared like Charles has seen nothing Charles has been whiny and like annoying like what is it now except for uh like I don't know a clinging to the past that, like, really it's time to forget or, like, move on from. Yeah. And I think, like, when you see... That's so true, exactly. It's a clinging to a past. And I think, like, the Americans who are very pro-British monarchy also, I think it's, like, a clinging on to the past that was, like, allowed to be racist, like, where it was acceptable Mm. to be racist. You know what I mean? It's, like... Yeah like, whitewashing the past to a time where, like, there was a white majority and, like, things were proper and civilized with air quotes. And, (laughs) you know, like, it's just... It's very, like, Lorelai Gilmore. Or not what am I saying? Emily Gilmore. You know what I mean? Like, it's, like, preserving on to the, like, classist ideals that I think, like, a lot of places in the U.S. still ascribed to um it's just it's just weird it doesn't make much sense to me the whole thing is like a bunch of clownery like if you think about it for sure (laughs) it's total clownery and like the other thing is like it would be I would get it a little bit more if like it was just a celebrity thing like if they skipped over Charles and like Will and Kate were king and queen like people are obsessed with them they're like used to be young and hot she's still young and hot or they're both still youngish and she's still hot. Um, and, like, there's, like, <laughs> there were, like, there was, like, um, a glamour and a glitz and his life was in the tabloids and, like, that kind of energy, which is what, I mean, Harry and Meghan are, too. They're, like, celebrities. If that's what you're kind of clinging to is, like, we have these, like, in-house celebrities, like, fine, whatever. You do you. Canada and Australia, like, get rid of it. But, like, if the UK wants to keep it, you can keep it. The thing that does not make any sense to me is Charles. Because he is, like, like as you sent me the pen video, like, he is, like, a not great person. And he's never been a great person. He's, like, not a standard for what, like, that old timiness should be. He's not a gentleman. He's not, like, successful in anything. He's, like, a... Dud. Dud. He's a curmudgeonly old man who's, like, got no glamour or glitz affiliated with him, who has a very bad black record, and, like, I don't know, doesn't uphold these, like, old-timey values that, like, Elizabeth did, if that's what you're going for. He's not a legacy person who's, like, been with the people for so long. He's just, it's, like, it kind of makes even more of a clownery of the whole thing that he's the one that's up next. Like, the whole thing is just feels really cheap and fake and like who is the whole funeral is estimated to cost like the week from when she died which i think was september 8th till yesterday or september 20th when the 19th it cost them like 6.9 billion us (gasps) dollars like was the conversion that the charles paid for yeah it's all like taxpayer money what charles's inheritance is like 500 million dollars just like by the nature of his mom dying. Um, he is like a... Re- I mean, I think all of the royals live extremely ridiculous lives. Like, the, their, the like, expectations that they have for how they should be taken care of. Is there... They're, like, just standards that I think are, like, 
unsustainable and stupid. But, like, apparently Charles, like, has somebody, he has a valet that, like, irons his shoelaces every day and puts a piece of, squeezes the toothpaste onto his toothbrush for him. And stuff like, it's stuff like that. That's just, like, he needs his pajamas ironed every day. Um... And then there's this, like, video that was circulating when he was, like, signing some of his new official documents where, like, a pen explodes in his hand as he's signing it. And he has, like, a full-on three-year-old meltdown. Like, a tantrum, oh. like, I've never seen before. It's so embarrassing. And, like, Camilla has to, like, mom him. It's so yeah. embarrassing. And then if you read the comments on the, on this video that's circulating, people are like, his mom just died. Like, cut him some slack. Like, how would you expect to act if your own, your own mom just died? Like, that is on one hand. rude to the people around me. Like, your help, the servants, that you're, like, not paying as much as you're inheriting, for sure. Um, and then that is happening with... Meghan Markle attending the Queen's funeral and doing simple things like saying hello to people in the crowd, Mm. stepping in front of Kate Middleton, which, like, how dare she? That was, like, big drama. Like, how dare she do that? How dare she accept flowers from somebody in the crowd and not give them to her security escort who's offering to hold them for her? It's because she doesn't want to be told what to do. This is literally what the comments are saying. Like, she wants to be in control of everything. She will not accept help. Like, she's horrible. She's controlling Harry, like, and she's, like, responsible for the downfall of this whole family. Meanwhile, like, Charles, who has done, like, there are too many bad things to count. (laughs) Is just allowed to like be who he be is. Douchebag. Yeah. yeah. It's also just like there. I saw this thing on Twitter of like Megan and Harry together, and like Will and Kate. Like the four of them are like walking to something, and like everyone's like, "I'm no like uh, body language expert," but and like Will and Kate are like a mile apart from each other, and like Harry and Megan are like holding on to each other, and it's like, oh, like yeah, they like are supporting each other and like love each other during this like difficult moment, and like. The monarchy is so messed up and the way that, like, you're allowed to show affection and the rules and, like, all this stuff about, like, gen... Anyway, it, yeah, and then there was that whole drama about, like, Harry wasn't allowed to wear his uniform, but then they mm, were like, yeah, you member. can. But yeah, Andrew and- was. Andrew was. It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Who, like, I thought the queen had, like, personally stripped him of all his, like, titles and stuff. Guess not, yeah. because Charles apparently, like, made him king in line for, like, when Charles is busy or in the hospital or out of the country then like andrew has monarchical monarchical (laughs) duties he has royal duties that i think that he was not supposed to have yeah because he's a predator like a confirmed yeah sex offender sex offender which by the way like people were they were hecklers at a lot of the Oh, I, you shouldn't send me that, yeah. Yeah, the hecklers were, got arrested. were getting arrested. Which, I think, is it illegal in the U.S. to protest a funeral? I think it is. Like, I think there's, oh, like, a it? federal law against it. Because, mm-hmm. I know that's because of the, like, Westboro Baptist Church that was protesting oh. a lot of, like, veteran funerals. And I think that they're, like, there was, a, there was some case that like determined the precedent i think that you cannot protest funerals so i mean i can see that being like disruptive and potentially the law there i don't know if it is or not but like (laughs) 
how can you arrest somebody for for saying Telling that the Andrew truth. yeah for Andrew saying is facts. a sexual predator like I that's just facts like you can't do anything about that yeah this whole thing is like a sham exactly as you said it's like clownery and I don't buy into it like I I think I do get the legacy queen thing like I do see that and I can see why that would be important for people in the UK but like I don't get the rest of it and I think that now's the moment Australia and Canada and like I don't know everyone this we don't to reject it to say like this is not important anymore it's 2022 it's not important it's not worth your money it's not worth your taxpayer dollars and it's also just like not something we should support or upstand unless this like institution really reforms itself which it could do in like a germany-esque way but like it's not because it's like got no incentive to it's just wild to me what they could do. Like, they could hire a really good PR team and just, like, turn the whole thing around and, like, use their money for good and, like, just change, like, make a new legacy, rewrite their history, you and know? it's, like, I think the Harry and Meghan thing is the saddest because it's, like, that was, they weren't even that progressive. Like, they're, like, not even that, like, far out of, which we've talked about. It was just basically being like, we could have a half black woman in our family. And that was way too much for them. Like there was like, they're no, they're never going to change. And so then if we know that we have the data to show that they're never going to change, like, why are we doing this anymore? This is like, I think, oh, if you guys want to listen to another um, episode that we've done about the crown, you should listen to our uh, episode about the Royal Jewels think it was one of our earlier episodes and where we talk about a lot of the jewels that the royals have that were straight up stolen stolen from like mm-hmm. children like the koi newer was literally stolen from a 10 year old boy um that they still use and like they're not giving those back to the people that they've stolen those well, from that's a whole other side of this that's super messed up is like their wealth and their like power is built on the exploitation of others and they even said anything ah it's so bad yeah it was like after do you remember after the Meghan and Harry interview like Will was going somewhere and a reporter was like is the royal family a racist family and he's just like no we are very much not a racist family (laughs) they just like kept walking we're like okay so that was it they're absolved of being racist like he addressed it and that's like really all they've ever done to address their racism they still Except like for that the one spread in the Daily Mail with his like one black friend who turns out wasn't even his black friend. He was like a <laughs> nonprofit director he worked with one time. Like, and they made Prince Charles go to like the nursing home where everyone was oh, black. And like, take all those oh, pictures. Oh, oh my god! god. It was oh, so it's all coming back. So bad. <laughs> Should we, can... we really quickly talk about? Never yeah, let's do it. Okay, I think we can. We'll we'll be quick. Um. So. Yes, big update from the last couple months. I guess we also wanted to talk about, we briefly mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, just like the summer of South Asian TV, specifically Netflix. Like Netflix, I think, knows they have like a very big South Asian audience, but there's a lot of South Asian content or or at least South Asian American content on Netflix. And the first was Never Have I Ever Season 3, which came out in August, I believe. Um, Mm -hmm. 
third season of Mindy Kaling's show, which I think we have a whole episode about the first season, which we ended up really liking in the end, but we did have some problems with it. And, like, the problems... Okay, so Tara still hasn't watched it. Without spoiling too much, I did watch it, but without spoiling too much, it's just... It still feels like, while it's amazing to see, like, South Asians on, on Netflix, like, this is, like, I would say a very much a mainstream show, like people are watching it like they watch anything else it's like number it was number one on netflix for a really long period of time um that's like a really good feeling and i think mindy kaling did do that and she should feel proud of that like bringing those characters onto the screen but like like we've discussed like is it good is any representation good representation and i don't Mm -hmm. think it necessarily is especially in the way that she does it a lot of the time um Aside from, like, major, like, plot, <laughs> plot spoil problems. Spoil it, spoil it, spoil it. Yeah, spoiler alert. It's, like, her, the love life stories that she writes are usually, like, the main character falling for the most toxic person on the show and also happens to be, like, a very white, white person man. on the show. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, however, there was a brown love interest on the show this season, which, like a hot second, right? Yeah, which was honestly new for her. It's like probably only the second brown love interest she's ever written in her entire career. And um, yeah, like kind of wild. I still think the portrayal of like the Indian American family is like very awkward and it still makes me feel like either Mindy or the writers that she's hiring just like don't know how to capture that very well. Mm. It, it just feels very forced. Like I was explaining this to Tyra's like the the grandma has a pretty big role in this season and she's very conservative and traditional and she's very upset that her granddaughter didn't follow through with an engagement to somebody who she doesn't love and she like goes to the point of like ostracizing her, like not acknowledging her, not cooking for her, not like talking to her. Like it's intense but believable, I think, if you had like a very conservative family member who would treat you like that but then she like says things like I went to Bloomingdale's and I got a Bloomies bag like you Bloomies. like I can never imagine my grandma <laughs> saying that or never. I'm like gonna stunt so hard on my friends today and like what does that mean I don't know like I <laughs> I don't even know how to use that in a sentence. And I think mm. I'm sometimes cool. I, like, watch TikToks. I feel like <laughs> it's, like, stunting on someone in a sentence. So, like, it's stuff like that where it's just like, oh, this is a little awkward. Okay. But but I think that that's also, like, partially, like, Mindy can't be the only brown writer in the room. Like, she can't yeah. be the entire South Asian experience because also she has an interesting family. Like, her brother, remember we talked about him? He's, like, yeah. super problematic. And, like... I don't know. I just, like, that's the problem of the one represent. Like, right. And it's, I, I feel for her because that is a huge burden to be, like, the one person who has You're to, like, be the entire Indian experience. Entire South experience, Asian yeah. experience. But, like, then hire some more South Asian writers. And, like, I have not looked at the writing team. Maybe there are a lot of them on this show. Um, but, yeah, I do, I do find some of her portrayals really difficult. I'll just say really quickly because we have to go, but um, I think that um, I still haven't watched the second or the third season, and I am trying to unpack why I find it so cringe, in particular Davy, and, like, I do think that the family is, like, weird and, like, cartoonish, but, like, 
Baby in particular, I think, reminds me enough of myself or, like, has enough, like, South Asian familiarity but is, like, such a cringe character that I, f- I just find it painful to watch this show. Like, it's almost, like, it's not similar enough for me to be, like, this is, like, reading my diary because it's, like, a ridiculous show, but it's also not far enough for me to be, like, oh, this, like, white girl is doing all this crazy stuff, like, ha, 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 which, like, maybe is a fine thing, but then it makes me question, like, is this for me? Like, I think it is for me. It's supposed to be for me, but it's also, like, too unrealistic to any experience of anyone that I've known to really feel authentic or true. So then it feels, like, kind of like Indian matchmaking, which was the other thing mm-hmm. we were going to talk about, where it's, like, it's this, like, parody of this aspect of South Asian culture or South Asian life that um, is palatable to non-South Asian audiences. Like, the number yeah. of people who, every time Indian oh, matchmaking yeah. comes out, are like, oh, do you know this person on the show? Or, like, oh, like, do you, like... Is it, is it like your parents can, like, you? Set you? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Are your parents going to hire Seema auntie? Just, like, so, like, one aspect of a culture that's, like, clickbaity, but not authentic and I think that's my biggest problem with never have I ever where it's like it's Mindy's story it's just like really like insecure like hyper boy crazy South Asian high schooler that is like not true to my experience and like feels like it's for an audience that's not me but also is supposed to be me I don't know if that makes any sense exactly no I agree that's exactly how I felt and I think I said like until there's like until we have like a saturation of South Asian representation. I feel like we're yeah. not gonna feel like oh okay, we're portrayed well or like that people really understand what the the experience is. Sorry, mute that. Um, because right now, like you're saying, like it's just like a handful of things. Like it's really exciting. Just in the last, like since we started recording this podcast, like how many more totally. shows and movies there are that we can talk about but it's just wild to me how it's a very like singular portrayal still and i think that's still. probably just like the growing pains of there hopefully of being points. more one day totally yeah um okay you have to go and i think we should just end on the hot take that that is retiring, which we didn't talk about. I just didn't so talk about it, but we love talking tragic. about him. We love him so much, and the hot take, which is not a hot take, is that he's the greatest of all time, and we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him so much. Ugh. Thanks, Roger Federer, <laughs> on a like a very hard pivot. <laughs> Thanks, Federer. <laughs> Except for if you've listened to all our podcasts, and you know that this is like that's actually it's not that hard, hard of a pivot, pivot because very we in line. <laughs> talk about him all the time. He's like kind of a South Asian icon for some reason. It's like a universal thing in the South Asian community. Just because of like tennis, honestly. Did you watch um, the U.S. Open final? I did. The men's final. The audience was like maybe fifty percent brown. (laughs) (laughs) I like this is so cool. I love that. Well, also just like the audience when Serena was playing and when Tiafo was playing, like there were so many black people in the audience i just thought it was like so cool I was like this is like a white man's sport and we're re- reclaiming, reclaiming it it just feels well, so, so good 
actually, hilariously, which is how I know that I'm old, but I saw him play in Wimbledon in 2017, I think. Really? When I was there. Yeah. When I was there that for like a few months, I saw him play in one of the like outer courts, like not a good match, like kind of like one of the ones that was like easy to get into because we didn't have tickets for center court or anything. And like, it was just like one of those easy ones to get into and he lost and it was like a very early stage and we were like, oh, but like that was fun. He's like, was pretty good. And now he's like such a big deal. It's like, it's so, I get sports. I get why it's fun to like watch people come up and be like, wow, like I actually have seen this player like five years ago and he was like nothing. And now he's like such a big deal. So like sports are cool. Sports are cool. <laughs> uh, okay, you gotta go, okay. and That's I gotta our go. Episode. That's our episode. We gotta run, but thanks for listening, guys. Till next time, which will hopefully be soon.